This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. <laughs> Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. Happy Wednesday. This is the happy hour 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert on this side, Enrique Alvarez, Clary on that side. What's up, Rico? Hello. Every time. <laughs> Talk about, I, I, hey. wish, I wish people could have heard that because you just hear, hey, hey. and then you realize your mic's not on, and uh, here you are. Once again, happy hour, Nick, Rico, College World Series on the television. On the telly. What a day. What an exciting day. Vershawn's out at Wingstop, so that meant we got Wingstop for lunch as well. Delicious. Shout out to them. Visit any of their locations today. However, this is the happy hour sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting. Mm. Once again, Nick and Rico, 402-464-5685. The Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman Text Line. Both those are open for you guys. The video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Um, All that... You can incorporate yourself into the show that way. College World Series update. Oklahoma is trying to get to the CWS finals here with a win today. They are currently up on five seed Texas A&M. Oklahoma winning four to zero, bottom of three. Yeah, you're right. Texas A&M was my my national champion pick, and it looks like they might be eliminated here today. I am Um, still sitting pretty. You are. You are. So with it being our first segment, that means we always have to update the CWS Jello Shot Challenge. Okay, we're gonna make this a thing. Yeah, we can. We can until the, until Friday when the, I'm not here. We will be the Lincoln update. Okay, for perfect. the for the CWS Jello Shot Challenge. As of three hours ago, Rocco's in Omaha, their 2022 Jello Shot Challenge. Arkansas still leading the way, comfortably, seven thousand three hundred ninety nine. Jello shots with Ole Miss trailing Jeez. behind with a measly 5,927. Uh, and third place is Texas A&M with 1,241. At once again, $4.50 a pop. Stanford might catch Texas. Why is Stanford Why is Stanford still in Omaha? I don't know. That's the problem. Well, why, you probably, look. Why are you still in Omaha? Look, if you, I need somebody to tell me this. If you're a fan of, of an opposing team and you come into Omaha to watch the MCWS, do you get your hotel like for like all the way to the championship game? Yes. And you stay, or do you try to go like a night by night basis? So then, when your team loses, there, you head home. There's no way. There's no way. Another thing, I bet what schools will do or hotels. When you're a parent or anything like that, I bet how it works is the hotel will just block off, get a block of rooms and block it off for the parents, mm-hmm. and that way the parents have a hotel room ready for them or safe for them to make it to Omaha. Mm-hmm. And I bet I, I would not be surprised if it's for the entirety of the tournament. Do I mean? Because think about it, the teams 
the teams leave after they after yes. they're eliminated. Yes. Is yeah. there a way that a player could like just be like, look, my parents are here. I'll, I'll fly back with them. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe the. I mean, they've been doing it so so much or so often. The, the College World Series. I mean, that hotels probably have it down to a science to where immediately once a team ends or, or is eliminated, then their stay is is like terminated that day. That's the last. They get one more night. Yeah. Because think it, they're going to be able to sell it. Yeah. So if if Oklahoma gotta- has the room reserved through like let's say next Tuesday and then. Oklahoma loses today, or I guess A and M. A and M has have the rooms till next Tuesday, but then A and M gets eliminated eliminated today. They don't want to keep it just empty, especially during the busiest time in Omaha. Mm-hmm. So, because you think you know teams like Oklahoma, whatever Ole Miss, like any team that's going to the championship game, you have to think that there are teams back in those those home states or even in neighboring states that mm-hmm. are fans of those teams that weren't going to go, but exactly. they're in the championship game. You have a couple. If they, if if Ole Miss and Oklahoma both win today, they don't play again till Saturday. True. That, that's a good point. So okay. Let's, so you would think people are in those states, are in Oklahoma and Mississippi, and they're saying, "Oh snap! Like my team just made it to the championship game. I'm not there. I should get a room. I should I should fly there, get a room, and and watch the championship games." Like I would think that there's people like that who aren't here for the entire CWS. Definitely, but if their not, yeah. team makes a championship game, they come up. We'll go only if they make the Natty. Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm pulling up. Oh, there's a Holiday Inn down there. How expensive right, are the right rooms? by the the stadiums. I know they're upcharging on those things. Oh, absolutely. Well, I think I told you guys this when I decided to go down to Norman for for Oklahoma Nebraska. Yep. They were sixty. They're normally, I guess, excuse me. The hotel was normally thirty nine dollars a night in Moore, Oklahoma. Which is about thirty twenty or thirty minutes outside of Norman, and they were charging one ninety eight for it, and they're normally charged Oof. or they normally pay uh cost thirty nine bucks a night, so it kind of told you what kind of hotel I chose to stay at in uh Norman, Oklahoma <laughs> oh you fancy huh? yeah I, high taste high class um anyway, <laughs> going back to the jello shot challenge, I'm trying to pull up the the hotel website it's it's lagging a little bit. So, Jello Shot Challenge, Rico gave you the new numbers a little bit ago. And once again, 402-464-5685. Jello Shot Challenge at Rocco's started as a unique idea to add another layer of fun for fans who attend the College World Series in Omaha. Rocco, This is a note that Rocco's posted on Twitter yesterday. Yep. Our staff and the teams who have participated over the years have had a great time. However, this year we are experiencing something we have never expected experienced when we hung up a whiteboard with eight teams written on it four years ago. The perfect storm of two great baseball schools, full of tradition, awesome fan support, and a huge competitive spirit on and off the diamond. Those two teams, obviously, they are talking about um, they are talking about Arkansas, Arkansas and, Ole and Ole Miss. Rocco's continues by saying, being a small business that barely survived the pandemic, our family and our staff cannot thank everyone enough for supporting Rocco's. Keep going. Oh, okay. Being blessed with the run we're having this year during the series, Rocco's and Lefties would like to give back some of our good fortune to both universities whose fans are taking such good care of us. Regardless of who sets the new series record this year, we would like to donate $2 for every Jello shot that has and will be purchased by each school's fans to the June B. Gerhardt Full Circle Pantry Food Pantry at the University of Arkansas and the Grove Food Pantry at Ole Miss. We hope to help students and staff who are experiencing food insecurities. This has truly been an amazing experience. Thank you, and let's keep it going. 
um, that it has signed the owners, uh, Kevin and Bonnie. Okay, so super cool deal that, that, that awesome. college, the College World Series is now doing with the Jello Shot Challenge. Giving back $2 per Jello Shot that's bought, and they're at four fifty a pop. And, and I mentioned this the other day, or we did, we talked about it, I guess, pretty in-depth, how much money they've made off of these $4.50 Jello Shots and how much profit they're making and all that good stuff. Still haven't heard from a Jello distributor. If yeah. you're out Come on, there, Jello distributors, where are you at? Where are we at? Um, anyway, I mean, it was up to, just between the two or everybody. It was like sixty-three grand as of yesterday when we were on the air. And so now you're you can probably go another five grand at least um, today in, in how much they've made off these Jello shots. So saying that you're gonna donate two dollars from eat all of them that you've already sold and the ones you're going to sell in the future. Brilliant idea. Great, great look for, for Rocco's. Great look for Omaha. And it's just a really good deal that they're going to be doing for Arkansas and, and Ole Miss fan bases and the, the food pantries down there. So, once again, the new numbers, if I can find them here, uh, just got to scroll down here on their, their Twitter page. As of three hours ago, Arkansas had consumed 7,399 Jello shots, Ole Miss 5,927 A&M. 1,241, and uh, next in line would be Notre Dame, who's already eliminated 536 Jello shots to their name. So $73,552.50. Okay, so divide that, I guess. It wouldn't be divided by two. It wouldn't be divided by two. So it would be a little less than half of that. So go ahead and go two down, divide by two. Just divide it by two. $36,776.25. Imagine about $25,000 as of right now. Yeah. And there's still possibly so. The way the College World Series finals shape out, first game is on Saturday, second game is on Sunday at 2 p.m., and then the if-necessary game is on Monday at uh, 6 p.m., I believe. So so they're going to be going until next Monday night. Maybe. At the latest. Yeah. So once again. Love it. Yeah, great, great situation going on there. And can you imagine, let's just say Ole Miss makes it. Well, no, yeah, we'll just say Ole Miss makes it. Can you imagine how many jello shots they sell that night if they win the championship? <laughs> Gee whiz, that'd be a lot. There's going to be a lot. So many. And here's the thing. Now they're going to be able to advertise, and not saying this is a, not trying to make this a business move or anything like that. But in in all honesty, now they're going to be able to sell the idea that they're giving back two dollars to food pantries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People are going to want to buy it, knowing that yeah, this is a cool little competition that we got going on. We're we're trying to catch up with Arkansas and Ole Miss, or if you're Ole Miss trying to catch up with Arkansas, or if you're Arkansas trying to stay in front of Ole Miss. And so you're sitting here going, all right, yeah, I want to do that from the competitive standpoint. But now I'm knowing that now I know that there's going to be two dollars from each Jello shot going back. All right, cool. Not only am I'm I in. getting to enjoy. Some alcohol and get drunk. I am able to support my favorite team, and also I'm helping those less fortunate than I am. That's, exactly. Yeah. Three, three for three. There you go. Um, four zero two four six four five six eight five. The Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Hammond Text Line. Both those open for you guys. Gus said this a little bit ago. Mister Nick drove by Corey Oaks a little bit ago. It looked green and mean. I think I heard a voice voice calling out, "Feed me all your Titleist Pro V ones." Let's. Let's hope not. I, uh, Feed I, me. Yeah, I need all your titles, your Pro V1s. Um, okay, so 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Starter Hammond Text Line. Rico, I, I need to I need to shout out a, a player from 
in Legion baseball last night. Do you? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Because I was driving, I was driving actually home around Lincoln last night, and I saw on Twitter that Pius, obviously in Legion, their Union Bank, they were playing Judge Brothers, which is Lincoln Northeast last night at Den Hartog. And I saw that it was tied at one run in the top of the seventh. And I thought, holy crap, all right, that's a pretty good game. I should go. Lincoln Northeast is also a pretty pretty strong program. Pius is, is you know, Pius and stuff like that. So um, there's, that, that means. there's that little bit of alma mater kind of <laughs> flavor there. Well, I wasn't going to say they're good because then it's going to be sound like bias. <laughs> anyway. Pious. But see, saying Pius is Pius actually sounds a little more biased. That's true. That's a good point. So this game last night went 11 innings. Ooh. Nebraska. Whoa. Thunderbolts or Union Bank, Pius the 10th, ended up winning 3-1 to one in 11 innings. Uh, what a super interesting, super fun game to watch. I need to shout out Cade Vanis, though. Okay. Made his first varsity start last night. Hey, congrats. Went, listen to this stat line, nine innings, allowed four hits, and 11 strikeouts. Okay, Cade. In, in 103 pitches. Whew. Nine innings. So normally, I mean, you guys know this. High school games are are seven innings, and allowed. So he went in his first varsity start. Went nine, nine innings, innings, four hit, allowed four hits, and struck out eleven, and, and efficiently a hundred and three pitches. That is impressive. It was impressive. That is a very efficient nine innings. It was. Yeah, you don't even see that happening. And granted, it's high school level, but you don't even see that happening at the college level or anything like that. So. Really impressive. Uh, Oklahoma's pitchers got 56 in the top of the fourth. So, However, Texas A&M threatening a little bit, Rico. They're threatening. Gig them. Yeah, gig them. 4-0, they're losing to Oklahoma. Uh, top of the fourth, they have runners on first and second. couple things. We, we might take a little bit of an early break here. A um, couple things I want to get to throughout the show. Ohio State, I don't know if you guys have seen what they're doing on the recruiting trail. A lot of work. Brian Hartline, you've you've heard me say his name a couple times on this show, has gotten three top 50 wide receivers to commit to Ohio State in the last three days. Now, they just got one another one about an hour ago, and so that's why I kind of want to bring it up. So they had gotten two in the previous two days, and that's a great run, but you know, after a weekend of visits, you, you kind of see a, a rush of commitments a lot of times. But today, they got a third, and... Once again, in in the, in the rankings of overall player, or regardless of positions, all three of these guys rank in the top 50. So I want to talk about Brian Hartline, kind of Ohio State, and, and how they recruit. Because me and Rico were talking, like, those guys are now going to have to sit for, if not one, maybe two. Maybe two. If not two, maybe three. Because they're just building this room. And, and I kind of compared it to Nebraska volleyball in a sense. Obviously, you're dealing with a lot fewer uh, athletes at, in, in volleyball. But you can compare it to Alabama football. You can compare it to Nebraska volleyball, I suppose, or or any other powerhouse where there's just this understanding that when you're a recruit... If you're going to this place, you're going to have to sit behind yeah. somebody. But you're going unless, to compete for a natty. Unless you're that impressive. You're going to compete for a national championship and you're going to play at the next level. Think about all the Husker volleyball players that are playing on USA teams right now, whether it's the junior or whether it's the actual USA national the team. Athlete unlimited, athletes yes. unlimited uh, circuit. Or if, if if you look at Ohio State's a perfect example, Garrett Wilson drafted in the first round. Chris Olave drafted in the first round. 
Now you look back this year, Jackson Smith and Jigba, who had around 200 yards against Nebraska last year, is their leading receiver. You have Marvin Harrison Jr., obviously the son of former NFL wide receiver with the Colts, Marvin Harrison, who's in that room. You have you have a, a, a Cameron Babb, I believe, is still in that room for, for Ohio State if you pay attention to Nebraska football recruiting a long time ago with Mike Riley. That name will sound familiar. And so you, you have a, a long list of guys that were four- and five-star recruits that have been in your program for one or two years but haven't seen the field until this year. So now it's just a recurring cycle, So that but then when they get ready to go and they start playing, they're the, they're the Garrett Wilson level. Mm-hmm. They're the Chris Olave level or, or anything like that. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's truly they, remarkable. They don't see the field. They don't see the field. They get a couple plays here and there in maybe their second year, maybe even their first year. And then when it comes time for them to start, they just come out of the gates and they're one thousand yard receivers like right away. It's 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 just wild and and crazy how quickly Ohio State develops their receivers into to being prepared for starting you know one year and being NFL ready or 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 maybe starting for two years or I mean Ohio State developed a receiver who didn't even play for them who didn't even start for them who ended up going to Alabama and was the yeah. be- one of the better receivers in all of college football so. It's it's just a factory down there, and it's I mean, like you said, you could compare it to Nebraska volleyball, who on the recruiting trail is doing the dang thing again, as they got the number one recruit in the mm-hmm. twenty twenty four class a couple of days ago, and today they got the number forty eight recruit, uh, but she is the number two libero in the nation uh, from Bennington. Yeah, so we'll 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 dive into the, all that. We'll tell you about that commit. Uh, maybe even look at a little Nebraska football recruiting as they get a commit from Hayden Moore, a linebacker out of Regis Jesuit High School in Aurora, Colorado. So we'll dive into all that and more, keep you updated on the on the College World Series and the happenings out in Omaha. Uh, so like I said a couple minutes ago, Texas A&M had runners at first and second with nobody out in the top of the fourth. It is now first and second with two outs. So Oklahoma trying to diminish the threat that Texas A&M has posed here on the in the top of the fourth inning. It's an 0-2 count, and we will let you know what happens, and we'll keep you updated on everything going around in the sports world coming up next on the Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.